Welcome to the OKC First podcast. Together, we're learning to do three things. Friendship with God. Friendship with one another. And open friendship for the sake of the world. For more information about OKC First, please visit OKCFirst.com. Today's scripture comes from John chapter 21, verses 9 through 14. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Top Chef Kelly. So good all week. Such an incredible week. My favorite story, Top Chef Kelly and our DJ. Now, kids, I'm going to need your help during this sermon. This is our kind of VBS reprise sermon this morning, and anytime I reference our DJ, I'm going to need your help. So what, what, what is the name of the DJ again? DJ? Okay. For those of you who yelled it, that's the wrong thing. Some of you adults weren't here all five nights of VBS. You don't know. When we say our DJ, we don't yell it. What do we do? Okay, so it was Top Chef Kelly with her honor roll food truck, and right over here helping her all week was DJ. Ah, so this whole sermon this week, this whole sermon this morning, anytime I reference a particular disc jockey, I'm gonna need your help by you saying DJ. Ah, so good, so good. I'm so excited to share a few words with you this morning on Trinity Sunday, but really it's Vacation Bible School Sunday. I am a substitute for a substitute this week, a pinch hitter for a pinch hitter. And so late in the week, I got a call from Pastor John saying, hey, we're going to need you to bring the word this morning. And I said, I would love to do that. I will stay away from Vacation Bible School. I will mainly just stay at home and just worry and pray and make a few phone calls, text a few of you folks, and then watch all of our VBS videos with Top Chef Kelly and DJ online. So big thank you. Zach, stand up, please. Zach Lucero, our creative pastor, made it happen all week. Thanks, man. Made it happen all week so we could have all of those YouTube all of those VBS sessions on YouTube. And if you haven't watched it, go take a look at some of those videos this week. If you happen to miss a night or happen to miss two nights, you could go online and you could watch those, um, watch the, watch those services. But also it's very special for a few of our kids who couldn't come, one of them being Sadie Corder. And Sadie, I think that you're probably watching right now in Houston, and we're gonna pray for you later in the service. But if you're one of our children who couldn't come to the services right now, Pastor Zach made it happen, and his team, I'm sure he's going to say, it was a team of volunteers who made this happen. And so thank you so much, Zach, for allowing me, although staying away from VBS as the designated survivor of the week, to be able to be, able to be here this morning to preach, I could be a part of Vacation Bible School so I could hear the message 
from Top Chef Kelly and DJ. So when you get to be a, a pinch hitter for a pinch hitter, you call the pastor and says, what do you want me to preach from? What scripture do you want me to preach from? And he says, whatever you want. And that's really hard for those of us at OKC First Church because for over 20 years, we've been led on Sunday morning for the preaching moment to the lectionary. And for those of you who don't know what the lectionary is, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the church got together and scripted out nine years of a plan for you to hear most of the Bible preached over a nine-year period, each Sunday having a gospel, an Old Testament passage, a psalm, and an epistle for you to choose from. And each week, it's not just pastor's personality and of his whims about whatever he wants to say, but over the course of nine years, you get a chance to see what the church wants you to preach from, from Scripture. And I love that. Pastor Steve Green, the, the mentor for John and I, who will be preaching a Trinity Sunday for us next week. Pastor Steve Green will be preaching next week, and he'll be bringing the Trinity Sunday message for us. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to lean into Vacation Bible School, because it's a dangerous thing, I think, for Pastor John to say, preach whatever you want. Because I would much rather have someone give me a text and I can see what God would have me to say to all of you through the Spirit of God, rather than just saying, hey, preach what you want. And so for the last three days, I've been thinking, what do I want to say? There might be some things that I feel like God's placed on my heart. I have 24 messages from Disciple that I preach every year. Could I use one of those messages? And we're going to get to a message from Disciple was our last and closing illustration. But I wanted to tether us closer to Vacation Bible School. And as I, as I thought this week, Pastor John's saying, preach whatever you want. Well, that's really hard. And what do I want the message of my life to be? And so I thought, oh, I, in fact, right away I told the staff, I told Tamara and Zach, put the Shema up there, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. If you know me, that's kind of my life message. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You shall... Keep these words I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you're home, when you're away, when you let down, when you rise. You've heard me preach that message, some of you, and if you were a guest this morning, that is what I have my girls say each and every morning on the way to school and at breakfast. We recite the Shema. And I have thought, well, that's my life message. That's what I should preach. Because I love that message. I love the message of keep these words I am commanding you today in your heart, recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away. Because I love virtue ethics, I love spiritual formation, I believe it through the habits and practices of faith that you become, at the end of your days, someone who looks like Jesus. It's through the practices of faith. It's not just a one-time decision, but it's, it's every decision, every day saying yes to Jesus. And I've been thinking about that message, and I, I like that probably is the message of my life. But I think the message more of my life, what I want, is what I heard from Top Chef Kelly and DJ more than anything. It's a very simple message. More than you are shaped and formed into the image of Jesus of Christ by your habits and practices, it's the very simple message that what I want my life, my words to reflect, the message Jesus loves you. I don't think you can get to the Shema part of faith, the pass it on, keep these words, do it every day, pass it along, and I don't think we can get to the virtue ethics part of faith if we haven't first heard the best message, which is the message from Top Chef Kelly and DJ, which is Jesus loves you. It's a very simple message. But it's the message that we're going to get this morning, 
and a message that I hope reverberates from all of my life. Jesus loves you. The passage that each week that, that Top Chef Kelly and DJ led every week was about food. And I got to tell you, I love that. I love food. Love food trucks. I love how God provided throughout Scripture with these tangible examples throughout Scripture. And one was in John 21. And I'm actually going to have all of us, kids and all, watch this about three-minute clip of what the kids saw the last night of the story of John 21. So would just take a seat, turn the lights down low, listen is what Top Chef Kelly and DJ would have us watch the last night of VBS from John 21. John chapter 21 describes a wonderful story of restoration. Only three chapters earlier, Peter had denied even knowing Jesus, and he'd done that three times. Sometime after Jesus rose from the dead, Peter was sitting on the shore at the Sea of Galilee. This was the same shore where Jesus first called him to become a fisher of people. Maybe he was thinking about all of this because all of a sudden he announced, hey, I'm going fishing. His six friends thought it was a good idea and decided to go with him. All night long they fished and fished and fished and caught nothing, absolutely nothing. When the sun came up the next morning, they saw a man on the shore cooking over a fire. The man yelled out to them, Hey, have you caught anything? No, they answered. The man answered, Arr, then toss your nets off the starboard side. That's the right side of the boat for all you land lovers. Apparently, fish love the starboard side, because although the men fished all night and caught nothing, when they tossed their net on the right side of the boat, they caught some fish. How many fish did they catch? Well, I'm glad you asked. They caught a lot of fish, 153 to be exact. There were so many fish that the seven men could not pull in the net. One of the men on the boat finally recognized the man on the shore. Jesus, it, it was Jesus. As soon as Peter heard that name, he jumped in the water. The water must have been cold because Peter made sure he put on his coat before jumping in. He swam all the way to shore, leaving his friends to drag the full net behind the boat. When Peter got to shore, he smelled a familiar smell, a charcoal fire. The only other time a charcoal fire is mentioned in the Bible is the very night that Peter denied knowing Jesus. Jesus told Peter to bring some of their newly caught fish to cook over the fire. Apparently, Peter was super pumped up about the breakfast menu because he jumped in the water and drug the full net ashore all by himself. After eating the hearty breakfast, Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. Yes, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus asked Peter again, do you love me? Again, Peter said, yes, you know I love you. Take care of my sheep. A third time, Jesus asked if Peter loved him. Sad that Jesus kept asking, Peter said, yes, then feed my sheep. It wasn't that Jesus was hard of hearing. Jesus wanted to give Peter 
three opportunities to confirm his love for Jesus after denying knowing Jesus three times earlier. Jesus showed Peter that God provides for us even when we fail and is always ready to forgive and give us our daily bread. And that is great news. And that is just how it happened in the Bible. So the message that last night from Top Chef Kelly and DJ was this, that Jesus loves you. God provides for us even when we fail and is always ready to forgive and give us our daily bread. And so, while that was a VBS video for kids and a little bit silly, I loved the drinking of the orange juice at breakfast. That was probably my favorite touch of the video. Each video each week had a little bit of silliness amongst its really good biblical and theological accuracy. There was a couple of things in that video I hope that you took note of. One was, when Peter says, I am going fishing, he's in the same space on the Sea of Galilee when Jesus came to him and called him and said, follow me. And Peter follows in that same space along that same sea. Peter says, I think, I'm not sure about this. Jesus has lived, he has died, he has resurrected. We haven't yet had Pentecost in this moment in the book of John, but Peter there on the Sea of Galilee where he said, I will follow after Jesus, says the words, I am going fishing. And I've always took that to mean, I'm not quite sure what to do even with the resurrected Christ, but I know how to fish. And I'm going to go back to my old way of life because I'm not quite sure what, what it means to live and follow in the light of the resurrection. So I am going fishing. So in the same space, on the same shore, when he says yes to following Jesus, he goes back to that same space and he says, I'm not quite sure. I'm going fishing. What does Jesus do to Peter who has gone away from that call? Jesus comes and finds him. I hope you saw that other incredible observation theologically and biblically, that when are the only two times when charcoal, fiery charcoal is used. Thanks to my friend Tony Sword, who brought me some of his charcoal from his food truck, Super Swine Barbecue. The smell of burning charcoal, two places in Scripture, two places in John. The first, when Peter denies Christ three times, the smell of charcoal. And if you know anything about memory, smell is so significant when it comes to remembering things. Your sense of smell is so important. And the second time in the scriptures that burning charcoal has mentioned is when the risen Christ comes and serves breakfast to an old friend on the sea of the shore and invites him to a meal and reveals himself as friend, savior, and Lord to Peter. When Peter gets a chance to three times say, yes, I love you. And then Jesus gives us the call that top chef Kelly and DJ said all week. As God has provided for us, 
Now we get a chance to provide for others through the call to feed my sheep. As Top Chef Kelly from Honor Roll Food Truck and DJ said each and every night, as God has provided for us, now we get the call of God to feed my sheep and provide for others. Because throughout Scripture, God does not call us and leave us there just providing for us. It is that God provides and calls us to be God's hands and feet to the world to provide for others. The incredible call from Top Chef Kelly and DJ was to feed my sheep. Because God never redeems you for your own sake, but sends you out in love by the Spirit to love and redeem the world. So Jesus invites us all to the table. Just like he invited Peter and his disciples along with Judas to the Last Supper, just like he invites his disciples to breakfast, and just like he invites us, no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus invites you to the table. Jesus invites you to relationship with him. Now, I can't get rid of a sermon in the summer and not mention my disciple class. If you were in disciple this year, I know we're a low crowd, this but you, could you please stand up for us? And if you're at home watching like Linda and Deb, stand up too. Thank you. And Braylon, keep standing. This is about you. My favorite moment in Disciple, and Pastor Zach, this is what I'm going to share when we ask the staff to share our thin place moments as we move towards that Unafraid podcast when we get a chance for our staff to share when God has touched us this year. My favorite moment was with you, Braylon. If you want, you can go ahead. I'm going to have to sit down in just a second, but just take a look at this young man. 16 years old, the youngest graduate of a Disciple class we've ever had in the eight years that I have taught Disciple, and I think the five years before that. How about, yeah, round of applause for, for, for Braylon. You can sit down, buddy. Braylon has come to us through our, our kids' club and through one and through the Cole Center and, and through his life with us has, has felt a call to preach. 16 years old. I think that call came when you were 15 years old, Braylon. And this year, Braylon said, I wanna, I'm, I'm called to preach and uh, I'm going to take disciple. I'm going to see what God has to say with us about Scripture. It's been an incredible year with him, incredible year with all of us. A couple of years ago, our good friend who sat right around here by the Dukes and Jorgensen's sat right next to his wife, Laura, Ken Hardy. Ken passed away a couple of years ago of cancer. And Laura gave me Ken's Bible and said, I want you to give this to a disciple student who will really use it and really want it, this incredible study Bible. And I held on to it for one year until last summer when I gave it to Braylon. And I said, Braylon, this is from Ken Hardy. And I wrote in that front cover, To Braylon Friday in honor of Ken Hardy. The very next Sunday, Braylon went and found Laura. I said, find the lady with the purple hair. She was, she's the one who was married to Ken. And she, Braylon came right up to Laura and said, Are you, were you married to Ken Hardy? And Laura did not know who this was or what to expect. But Braylon said, I have your husband's Bible, and I'm going to take disciple, and I'm going to take this very seriously. And so what did Laura Hardy do? She joined Disciple and sat right next to Braylon Friday all year. And I don't know if some of you saw this, but on Easter Sunday morning, 
right here serving Eucharist was Laura Hardy and Braylon Friday. The first half of Disciple this year, we had a question of the week to kind of get to know one another. But the second half of the year after Christmas, we had a chance to each share our faith story. And those were incredible. And we will always do that for the rest of our time together with Disciple. And I keep mentioning that name. And for you who are watching online and may, know, may not know what that is, or our guest this morning who may have brought your grandkids here for V Vacation Bible School Sunday, Disciple is a class that I teach on Wednesday nights for a couple of hours each Wednesday night from 6.30 to 8.30, going through the whole of Scripture on Wednesday nights. And we're going to be having signups throughout the summer. And if you've taken Disciple, you're invited to take it again. Doug Sanders takes it every other year like clockwork. And Doug, isn't it amazing how God speaks to us of Scripture in a new way every, every time we open up the, His Word? And so the very last night we were having sharing of our faith stories, a man named Jess Middendorf, Dr. Jess Middendorf, who happens to be the father of our pastor here, who joined us all year on Zoom, shared his faith story. I got to say, Braylon at some times, a 16-year-old, may have not paid attention as closely as he could have. Just be honest, Braylon. <laughs> but that night, when Jess told his story on Zoom, you were locked in. Because Jess Middendorf told the story when he was called to preach at 15 years old. And I could see Braylon perk up and say, well, I was called to preach at 15 years old. And Jess Middendorf, who grew up to pastor churches, become a district superintendent, and then later served for 12 years as a general superintendent in the Church of the Nazarene, story started just like Braylon's in being called to preach at the age of 15. And then Braylon's ears perk up. And Braylon, I haven't seen you as engaged in the story as when Jess told the story of his life and ministry. One of those stories, Braylon, that, that he shared was that when he was 16, his district superintendent in that district thought, well, if you're called to preach in 16, I need some pulpit supply about 35, 40 minute drive away from where you're at on Easter Sunday. And on Easter Sunday, at 16 years old, Jess Middendorf went to preach his very first sermon on Easter Sunday at 16. Jess, I don't know if you're watching. I'm sure you are, or we'll watch this later. But I think it was in Tennessee. And Braylon, do you remember what he said? Pastor Jess Mendendorf, at 16 years old, drives out to a church in rural Tennessee to preach the sermon message. And he said, I preached everything I knew about Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation and back again. Everything I knew about God and the church and the Spirit and Eastern Resurrection. And 10 minutes later, I had invited us to be dismissed. And Braylon, man, I saw you laugh, man. I saw you belly laugh at looking at that old man who you kept calling an old man all year. I think Jess is getting close to about 80. That old man. But then, but then Braylon, he said something that I want you to remember more than anything that you ever learned in Disciple. Jess said, I have a close, as close of a relationship with Jesus Christ than I do with my wife of 58 years, my beloved bride, Susan Mindendorf. I am cl as close to Jesus as the person who I have walked with in person for 58 years. The running joke, Braylon, was like, you kind of jumped back. Married for 58 years? How do people even live for 58 years? I'm 16 years old. I haven't even lived for a quarter of 58 years. But I know that everyone was on the edge of their seat when Jess talked about his relationship with Jesus Christ that was as close or closer than his very own relationship with his spouse that walks with him and talks with him 
and tells him that he is his own. The kind of love that is a relationship, Pastor Pastor Lisa. A relationship that starts with the words, Jesus loves you. And it starts with saying yes, but just like Jess and Susan have said yes to one another every day for 58 years. It's an ongoing yes that we say yes to Jesus as Jesus continues to pour out his love for us through one another, through the Spirit, and through the church. That's the message this morning, that Jesus loves you. See, every morning on the way to school, Katie, Berkeley, the kids have a certain ritual. We say the Shema and the Apostles' Creed, and we say the Lord's Prayer, and we conclude with the 23rd Psalm. And I love that we've done that, because you can't grow up a smith without knowing the methodical way. The way of the Church of the Nazarene following after those Methodists sure did fit with what it meant to grow up in the smith house. Because I do love discipline and structure. And I do love spiritual formation. And I think that you can follow Jesus by doing it very well day after day after day, yes after yes after yes. But I wonder, Berkeley, if next year taking you to school, maybe before we say the Shema or the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed or the 23rd Psalm, we should sing, Jesus loves me on our way to school. Because all of those steps of spiritual formation and virtue ethics come that at the core of your heart and life, know the message of a friend who invites you into relationship who invites you to reveal himself over a meal, who invites you to relationship, who invites you to, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. If I were rewriting that in that refrain, you wouldn't know it. I would say, yes, Jesus loves me. Top Chef Kelly and DJ tells me so. Many of you sent your kids this week here to this space. There's something about the Shema that says, keep these words I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. You have done the Shema this week. By coming to Vacation Bible School, Miniature Kid Revival in some way, to be able to recognize that at the core of your being, there is an invitation by Jesus to come to breakfast. There's a couple of lines in this John 21 that stand out to me. It's these two lines. Peter saying at the very beginning, I am going fishing. Because I think some of us have choices, even after we've said yes to Jesus, to say, I don't know about following that always slaughtered little lamb that John talks about. That's really hard when I go to work on Monday or go to school. That's really hard. So maybe on Monday you say, after saying yes to Jesus around the charcoal fire, you get a chance to hear, I'm going fishing. Because to follow me is so hard during the week. Because life is really hard. And it's a challenging place. Some of you are just doing what you can to survive. 
And so maybe you say, I'm going fishing. But there's this call that we see in John 21, verse 12, that I think is the exact opposite call than I am going fishing. It's this, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. And he calls us to the charcoal fire. He finds us and asks us to breakfast. And I think God today is calling us closer to the charcoal, closer to the fire, closer to having a meal together. I'm going to make sure everyone has a communion cup. Parker, could you get that little plate right there? Katie, could you get yours there too? And maybe even, I, 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 I would love one as well. Could I, have a, could I have a communion cup? If when you came in this morning, Larry's got some in the back. Um, Pastor Jim, could you, make, could you get the, the one from outside and just make sure anyone in your section, if you don't have one of these communion cups, I want to make sure everyone's invited to breakfast. I don't want us to gather around the fire. If you could just raise your hand, Parker or Katie or Jim or Larry will be able to help us each get one of these. I don't know. We're going to call it breakfast. Maybe it's brunch. We're getting close. It's about 1130. But I want us to all get invited to the table, and I want to get us all invited around the charcoal. Around the charcoal may be the first moment that some of you say yes to Jesus. And I know, Pastor Lisa, some of our kids said yes to Jesus for the very first time. That's one of the reasons we have Vacation Bible School. This is one of the ways in which many of you have begun your journey on relationship with Jesus. In a little bit, we're going to be praying, and part of that prayer is going to be for our kids from middle school camp that have returned and our high school campers that go, I think, today or tomorrow, very soon. One of the reasons we have mission trips and one of the reasons we have our camps are for children for the very first time to say yes to Jesus. But the great thing about following after God in our tradition is that we get to say yes to Jesus all the time. How many of you remember the sermon series that Pastor John did out of the book of Matthew about follow him, that every single week Pastor John gave us the opportunity to say yes to Jesus? And we're going to get a chance to say yes to Jesus this morning because Jesus in John 21 and throughout Scripture as Top Chef Kelly and DJ told us each week is that God reveals God's self and his true nature that he is trustworthy and he can provide through a meal, through food. And so you're all invited to breakfast. So some of you have never had communion out of these nice new chalice-type communion cups. Aren't they so nice? I love these things. You'll see that on one end you have the bread, on the other end you have the cup. And so if you turn it towards where the juice is on the bottom, you'll be able to tear off the top and be able to have breakfast. Because as we're going to say a chance to pray each week, Top Chef Kelly and DJ told us that God is great, God is good, let us thank God for our food, by God's hands we are fed, give us this day our daily bread. So I'm going to pray for a prayer of blessing for this breakfast for us this morning. 
that God might reveal God's self in relationship with us over this meal because that's what the meal is. It is a sacrament of God giving himself to us as the taken, blessed, broken body of Christ for the body of Christ that on this Trinity Sunday we celebrate the Spirit sending us out to be the taken, blessed, broken, given people of God. As DJ told us each week, that the call that as God's provided for us, then we get to provide for others. But as T Top Chef Kelly and DJ told us, it's not by your own power. It is not by your own talent. It is not by your own strength. It is through the very Spirit of God grown out of the message that Jesus loves me. Because I think that you will burn out or be too frustrated if the way that you want to feed my sheep and change the world is not grounded in the message, Jesus loves me. And so God invites us to the table this morning. God invites us to brunch. God invites us to breakfast. God invites us to the Lord's Supper. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we ask that in these moments, as we come to the table, that we would know that we are invited by you, that we come because you love us and are drawing us and are finding us wherever we are, whether we've said yes or whether we've come to you and said, no, I'm going fishing. God, you've drawn us and you've called us. And we ask that you would bless these elements and transform them into a means of grace for the transformation of our lives and into the either first time saying yes to relationship with you or saying yes again. For God is great and God is good. Let us thank God for our food. By God's hands, we are fed. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. For it was on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it. He invited even his enemies to the table and said, take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me as you will peel back that foil Take that bread and let's eat the gift of God for the people of God together. That same night, Jesus took the cup and after giving thanks, redefined it as a new covenant in his blood for the forgiveness of sins to be in relationship with you. And so as you peel back that foil and drink from this chalice, May we drink in celebration, in remembrance, as the gift of God for the people of God. Let us drink together. Jesus, thank you for the invitation into relationship with you by your own life, death, and resurrection. On this Trinity Sunday, we partner with the Father of God, seen most clearly in the person of Jesus, given to us in the gift of Pentecost of the Spirit, that we might be in relationship with you. And so Jesus, today, I say yes again to your friendship and relationship in my life. And whether you're a kindergartner or watching online, 
like Jess Middendorf. Now would be a moment if you would like to say a prayer, to say, yeah, Jesus, I say yes to the call to follow after you, to be in relationship with you, and to say yes to the life, death, and resurrection and hope that we find in the person and in relationship with Jesus. This may not be your first time. Maybe you've said, I'm going fishing. Maybe you've said that way of life. I don't know if it makes sense. May the call of God on your life through this invitation to breakfast give you the opportunity to say, yeah, I'll follow you again. I will follow. I have come to the fire a little bit closer this morning and say yes again to following after Jesus. Jesus, we in this prayer say yes to you and confess that God, yes, sometimes God, we don't always say yes. But God, it's my hope that in this prayer, in this service, that you by your spirit have called us to relationship, have called us to breakfast, and have called us to follow after you. It's in these moments I'm gonna continue in prayer with a few prayers of intercession. Just looked at my phone to pull up my prayer list and got a note from Sadie Quarter. Sadie, we're gonna start this morning praying for you. Sadie is down in Houston having a surgery tomorrow. And her mom said that there's something when Sadie hears her name, she lights up. So church, I wanna invite you to pray for this little girl who's having surgery down in Houston. Sadie, we love you, believe in you and ask in this prayer that God would care for you. So would you pray along with me? And then after I'm done with these few prayers, I'm gonna invite Pastor Lisa to lead us in our kids' prayer and then Lord's prayer. But would you pray with me this morning? Jesus, we do enter into prayer this morning. After the prayer of saying yes to you, we move towards these prayers of intercession that you would take care of and love those who we love and care for. And so our first prayer is that God tomorrow, even now, you would give the whole quarter family the sense that you are with them as they are watching, that God, you have invited them into relationship to walk with them through everything at the hospital today, but especially tomorrow morning, that the surgery for Sadie would be remarkably successful and that God, you would continue in the friendship, relationship, and healing of Sadie Quarter now and for all time. God, we also ask that you would take care of a few folks. God, we ask that you would be with little baby Quinn Tucker who entered into the world a little bit early, the son of Nick and Jenny Tucker. God, we ask that you would be with this little guy as he recovers in the NICU in Tulsa. God, would you take care of Nick and Jenny and their family? Would you bless them with your spirit? And would you breathe your life and health into the lungs and life of this little boy, Quinn? God, I ask that you would take care of Evelyn Slothauer who had successful surgery this week. I see some of her family and I see Dean this morning. God, would you continue to bless and be by Evelyn's side literally every step of the way with this knee replacement. God, we ask for you to continue to heal in the life of our friends, Scott Peterson and Diane Dawkins, that you would heal them from cancer. God, it's so good to see our friends, James Baropoulos this morning. God, would you continue in the healing of her heart and life? Our friend Matthew Larson is here, broke his foot. God, would you take care of Matthew each and every day, especially in the days to come? 
God, we ask that you would care for those issues around the world that are full of brokenness, full of sorrow, full of hurt. That God, you'd be with those who are brokenhearted, those who are incarcerated, those who've experienced loss, those who worry about all of the trouble, the war, and violence in the world. We pray, God, for your healing, for your peace, and for your love. God, we ask that you would be with every single person. And that's how we're gonna close this prayer. Whether you're watching at home or here in the room, would you take a moment to pray for the person on your right? And take a moment to pray for the person on your left so that every single person know that they've been prayed for this morning if they're able to make it this morning. And now we together pray for the heart that is heavier than all of our hearts. That person, whether at home or in this room, whose heart and heaviness is so much that they cannot make it without you. And so God, together as a church, we pray for that one person, whoever they may be, that your love, your grace will be extended to them even now. And now hear Pastor Lisa continue in prayer with our kids' prayers this morning. I will be sharing some of the prayers that our kids have prayed in the last month. Dear Lord, hear our prayers. Jesus, I'm so thankful for my school. I had a good year. Lord Jesus, my daddy's looking for a car. I prayed that he finds a good one. I'm so thankful that I was able to visit my new baby cousin. Dear Jesus, I love my sister, and I'm so thankful that she was able to visit me. Lord, I pray for my dog that might have to go visit the vet. I pray that my dog will be okay. Lord, I'm so excited for my birthday. I'm turning six years old. Lord, I enjoyed my bike ride with my family, even though it was hot and tiring. Jesus, I feel sad for my friend whose birthday party was canceled because it was rained out. Lord, I pray for VBS. I'm looking forward to having fun with my friends. Dear Jesus, I have lots of wiggly teeth. This may be, this will be my first tooth to lose. I hope it won't hurt. I'm really looking forward to going on vacation to the beach. I pray that my family will enjoy our time together. Thank you, Jesus, for all the ways that you care for me. Help me not to worry. And now I want to say a prayer for our children. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful that our children know you as their friend, someone they can talk to about anything that is going on in their life. I pray that they will keep their hearts open and vulnerable to you, knowing that they can trust in your love for them. I pray for all the children who came to VBS, that they felt the flow of your love and that it made an impact on them and sparked a desire to grow closer to you. Thank you for all the people who served during VBS. I pray that they were blessed with pure joy as they shared your love and were used to build your kingdom. And now, church family, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.